Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they're our corner stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders, they call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going the extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap when you pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to our Giants writer, Grant Brisby, about the funky weekend the Giants had down in San Diego. And is this a team capable of actually making a postseason run? The offense has been good. The pitching has been pretty damn good, but they don't have an established closer. Grant Brisby wrote a fantastic piece in The Athletic last week about how the Giants are built to use a closer by committee and how that success could help them into the postseason. It's Wednesday, September 16th. Welcome in now to the podcast, Grant Brisby. He does, of course, cover the Giants for the Athletics. Second time we've had you on since I've taken over the update, Grant. I figured we'd have you on because who better to talk about the Giants and to talk about how weird the Giants are than Grant Brisby? I hope you take that as a compliment, man. <laughs> I do. I do. It's It's been a niche that, that's done well for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I figure that kind of hits close to home for you. So Brian and I, the producer, of course, of the update, were talking last week about having you on because you wrote a great piece and I thought you hit on the head or what you do so well in your writing is I think you pinpoint what fans are feeling and thinking about, but you put it into words for us. And you wrote a great article about the closer by committee or the bullpen by committee. And you talked a lot about how bullpens are finicky, where at some points guys will be up, then a different guy will be down, then a guy gets hurt. And then by the time everybody's back to where you think they'll be, that same tweak happens again with different relievers in the bullpen. And I feel like that's kind of where the Giants are. But you made a great case for them being kind of built for this closer by committee situation. At some point, someone's going to screw up. At some point, there's going to be a reliever who just doesn't allow runs. I mean, that, that ideally, uh, you'll get a guy like that. And so that's what the, the traditional problem with closers by committee is just someone will screw up, someone will take the reins, and then it becomes really, really easy for the manager just to do the traditional sort of, here's my closer, this is my guy, I'm going to throw him out there. The Giants are set up, though, to just maximize a lot of the different strengths whether you've got Tyler Rogers who actually pitches better against lefties right now and he's he's pitched pretty well against lefties for for most of his professional career even though he's this weird funky side-arming right-hander he's a guy who can come in in the seventh and the eighth it depends on the matchups and you have someone like Tony Watson who's had a really good year but they don't want to push him too hard because he was dealing with some arm problems last year they just have a real good mix of guys you want perhaps to, to get in there depending on the match and no one so far who is so dominant that you say, that's my guy, that's my Josh Hader. There's no other conceivable way I can go with another pitcher. I look at that and I wonder, like, is that a product of just trying to play the matchups, which is where we are now. It's about, you know, not having a guy in the lineup face a starting pitcher three times. It's about putting your righties against lefties if you can. But now guys have got to pitch a full inning. But I wonder if we're getting away from the traditional guys with closer stuff, right? Like I think about the Giants closers of the past and Armando Benitez is one we try to forget about, but he had the traditional closer stuff, the big fastball. And well, for him, it was, I guess, the hanging slider. But for guys like Rob Ned, he could get that slider to wipe 
Tampa way. You saw it with Brian Wilson. And so I wonder, like traditionally, Sam Coonrod is a guy with that stuff. Trevor Gott is a guy with that stuff, but we're not seeing them in those innings anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Because what you have, especially with Coonrod, Coonrod has the stuff, the raw fastball. He just doesn't miss a lot of bats, never really has. There could be a lot of reasons for that. But for whatever reason, hitters see his 99 mile per hour fastball as something closer to like a 95 or 96. They see it well out of his hands. And there's always a chance that he can improve or spin rate this and and tweak that and, and get to the point where that velocity really works in his favor. But right now he doesn't have it. And so you're left with a lot of guys who don't necessarily have closer stuff. And when you're talking about Tyler Rogers or Tony Watson, definitely not traditional stuff. And what you're going to be looking for, or what Gabe Kapler is going to be looking for, is there a history with, say, Tyler Rogers against, I don't know, Cody Bellinger or Justin Turner? How comfortable are these hitters against Tyler Rogers compared to Tony Watson? And once you ascertain that, you can really mix and match. And if you see Justin Turner coming in to the, you know, he's coming up in the seventh inning if he fares relatively poorly against Rodgers that's when you'll see Rodgers or if he fares well against Rodgers that's when you might see Watson or that's when you might see Sam Selman or or any uh, one of the other Giants relievers so it's really going to be based on matchups and how these hitters how comfortable they look against the pitchers in the Giants arsenal right now we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors Believe it or not, dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you can have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you build as much hydration as you get from two to three bottles of water. Proper hydration can boost your immunity. Liquid IV is healthier than sugary sports drinks with no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. It's made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. What makes Liquid IV so effective? Cellular transport technology, or CTT. The optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Finding clothes that fit you can be incredibly challenging, difficult, annoying, obnoxious. I sit here, I try to order clothes online sometimes, and they come and they're not in the right sizes. You go out, you find a shirt, and it fits okay, but the sleeves aren't the right length. Maybe the pants don't cuff the way you want. Indochino suits are great for weddings and work, and they even offer casual options like shirts, coats, and chinos. You know, finding clothes that fit you just right can be incredibly challenging. I remember last year I was getting ready to go to a college graduation and just could not find the right shirt and pants combination. With Indochino, you get custom fitted suits, coats, and casual wear at surprisingly affordable prices. Customize everything you want from the fabric to the lining to the lapel shape and monogram. And since your order is made to your exact measurements, it always fits you perfectly. So if you're getting married, Indochino is a no-brainer for you and your groomsmen. Forget the rack suits and don't fit differently with the different body types. Indochino gets everyone the tailored fit. 
Order with ease and get it shipped fast, no matter where you live. And with all the ways to customize, you can add a personal touch everyone is going to be proud of and proud to wear without emptying their pockets. The best part? Indochino suits start at just $299 with all customizations included. Visit one of the Indochino storerooms across North America or book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $399 or more when you enter the code UPDATE at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code UPDATE. We saw Sam Coonrod get a save, and on like the next day, or maybe it was the day before, we saw Tyler Rogers get a save, and so it was like, oh, we're seeing this, and that was what kind of prompted, I feel like, your article on on the the closer by committee situation that we're just going to see different guys doing different things in different situations, but I also feel like over the last couple of weeks, we've got more of an insight into the way Gabe Kapler is thinking about those innings, and he talked about that, uh, I think he has on numerous occasions now, mapping out that seventh, eighth, and ninth. Once he gets in to the fifth and the sixth, he tries to map out where certain guys are going to come up, and it sort of lets him know where to plug guys in. I also feel like with the offense, we're starting to see more of his... I don't know, feel for the game. Like, for example, after the Alex Dickerson three-home run game, we saw him in there the next day against the lefty, and he drove in a run. It was a crucial run. So I feel like now we're getting away a little bit from just the, well, it's a lefty, so we got to see a righty. And now because he's got a better grip or a better grasp of what his guys can do in certain situations, he's managing sometimes with a little bit of gut rather than than just by the numbers. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And and you saw that uh, one of the, the more jarring examples was Brandon Belt in the lineup against Clayton Kershaw. He's about one four six hundred and twenty two against Clayton <laughs> Kershaw in his lifetime. But, you know, he was hot. He was hot. And he, he put him in against Kershaw and he didn't get a hit, but he had a really well struck ball that was right out the center fielder, just really drove a ball, maybe as hard as he's ever hit one against Kershaw. So you're starting to see it's not just robotic. This is the lefty and the righty and you're playing the percentages, which is, you know, it's almost like Mr. Burns pinch hitting for Daryl Strawberry and setting up Homer Simpson. <laughs> you're pitch hitting for me? Yes. You see, you're a left-hander and so is the pitcher. If I send up a right-handed batter, it's called playing the percentages. It's what smart managers do to win ball games. You know, that's how it felt early in the season, but it's not quite like that anymore. And part of it is it's a little bit of self-selecting where the Pitchers who are really struggling in the bullpen, well, they don't get to stick around. When you're Sean Anderson and you can't throw a strike or you have no idea where the ball's going, well, you're back in Sacramento, and that's one less pitfall that that Kapler can fall into. So now when you're starting to weed through all these guys and you have like a Harleen Garcia, uh, Caleb Berger's been pitching really well over his last 10 games. I think he's allowed one run in 10 innings. It starts to become a little bit easier, and that seems to be the situation where he's thriving, where he has a lot of arrows that he can pull out of his quiver, and he's not necessarily worried about the poison-tipped one like a Sean Henderson when he was pitching so poorly. I'm glad you mentioned Caleb Berrigar, because that's a guy who, he kind of came out of nowhere. Like, we didn't hear about him over the offseason a whole lot. He's just one of these Farhan Gabe Kapler pickups, and and here he is. And I remember Gabe Kapler saying, yeah, he kind of reminds us of Andy Pettit. And I was like, boy, that's a pretty big comparison. But then you watch him pitch, and for me, he kind of does have that sort of sort of like his fastball stays straight on that plane out of his hand. He kind of does have that that Andy Pettit look. I don't think about the stuff, but as far as the deception or how he kind of hides his arm when he's throwing, I don't know. I kind of see it. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, and one thing I, I that's really interesting about him is his command. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. And there was a point in early August, I think, where he was at Coors Field. He gave up a couple of runs. Next outing at Dodger Stadium, gave up a couple of runs. Next outing uh, in Houston, he gave up four runs. And his ERA is 11-something. And you're thinking, oh, boy, like this just isn't going to work. This is a guy who's basically straight up from San Jose. And something 
clicked. You know, he had four days off between August 12th and August 16th. And since then, he's been really, really good. He's allowed five hits and nine and two-thirds innings. He's walked only one. He struck out eight. And he looks like a guy who can miss bats, who can put the ball where he wants to go. And and that's been what the Giants have been looking for all season. It's just sifting through all these different bullpen options to figure out who might be around for the next good Giants bullpen. And he's really sort of asserted himself and put himself in the conversation for that. We're talking a lot about the pitching, but I want to hit on the offense here before we go, just because it's what they do really well. They are a team that can hit up and down the lineup. They put the ball in play. They don't strike out a ton. They've hit for power at home, which seems like something we've never seen or haven't seen since the 2007 Barry Bonds era came to an end. I wonder about this team, though. It's so weird to me. You mentioned players that are going to be around for the next wave, and I think as far as guys in the bullpen, there's a lot of them because it's a pretty young like crop of arms without any huge track record. But then you look at the lineup and you go, okay, how many of these guys are going to be here in three to four years? And it's very few of them. Maybe a Mike Yastrzemski, maybe a Wilmer Flores with the multi-year contract. Because it's a 60-game season, I know everything's truncated and we're focused so much on on trying to take down the the 7 or the 8 seed for that playoff spot. I just don't know how good this team is if we were to extrapolate it over 162. And I'm not trying to have this fun come to an end, but I just wonder, are we going to see a regression when these players are are no longer here and we've got to get to the younger crop of players? Are they actually in the middle of this rebuild offensively, or is it just a circumstance where some of the veterans they've brought in are finally kind of coming back to form, even though contracts may be up soon. It's a good question, and I, I really don't know because it's as surprising to me to see Belt and Crawford and Longoria just sort of have this mini renaissance. I mean, it's not like Longoria and Crawford are, are hitting the snot out of the ball, but they are doing you know well enough with their defense. They are net positives to the team, and that speaks to an organizational strength, and if you can do this with these veterans, if you can tweak what might have been broken, what might have needed to be tweaked, that's a good sign because veterans are are going to be the players who are available. It's not always going to be a Mike Yastrzemski. It's not always going to be an Alex Dickerson. You're you're poaching from the back end of a, of a deep Padres farm system. It's going to be guys like Justin Smoke. It's going to be another team's Crawford or Belt where another organization just wants to stop paying them or doesn't want to pay their full contract. They're willing to give them away. If the Giants can bolster their lineup with players like that, it will be a strength. And if they've shown that they can do that with Longoria, Belt, Crawford, maybe they can do it with the next guy. Maybe they can do it with smoke, but is it going to continue for 2021? Would it hold up for 162 game season? That's a heck of a question. I just, I just don't know. I think it's probably best case scenario right now for Gabe Kapler that this is happening in a short season. Maybe, you know, they finish in the hunt here. They finish with a playoff spot and he winds up feeling pretty good about going into a, a full season as manager. So always a fun conversation to talk Giants and baseball with you, Grant. Uh, I was going to say, like, keep Tahoe weird, keep Austin weird. Is it keep Tahoe blue, keep Austin weird, keep Grant writing funky stories about the Giants and I'm in, dude. That's it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. Always fun talking to Grant Brisby, man. I've said this before, and he was the first guest we had on when I took over the update from Kate, but he's a guy who I used to read for years with McCovey Chronicles. I'm thrilled now that he's uh, he's here with The Athletic, giving us some fantastic content. Make sure you check him out here on The Athletic. Special thank you to Brian Smith. Thank you to Grant Brisby. And thank you to you, our listener. We're appreciating everything you're doing, checking in with us. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to us. For full coverage of sports in the Bay Area, subscribe to The Update on Google Podcasts, The Athletic is the world's fastest-growing sports media publication. Get in-depth sports stories you won't find anywhere else. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting theathletic.com slash Google.
We got away from the uh, the football just a little bit, but we have lots going on with your San Francisco 49ers and, of course, the Las Vegas Raiders. So we've got some good film breakdown for the Raiders coming up next week. But on Friday, we'll talk a little 49ers and Jets as the 49ers head east for two weeks, actually, in a row. They're going to get the Jets and the Giants looking for their first victory of 2020. The 49ers are alone in last place in the NFC West. Everybody enjoy the week. We'll talk to you guys on Friday.